Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of A Slut With Morals, where we go down rabbit holes of things I find creepy or mysterious. I'm your host, Ruby May, and well, I find myself going down a rabbit hole of curiosities, and you'll notice when I go, hmm, what is that? And then of course, it's extensive research all over again. I just keep adding on until I'm googling the most unnecessary things, like do inflatable dolls count as people when you're in the HOV lane? They do not, apparently. But I feel if you put a wig and some shades on one, it might possibly pass as a person. That's just my opinion. And well, because of this, I created this little podcast where all of us learn a bunch of shit we don't really need to know. But now we do. Also, I just thought of it. Since, you know, borders and stuff are opening back up again and we're all flying and we're all vacationing here and there, you know, here's a little few things that you'll learn from the states you're probably visiting. Now, I do want to advise that this podcast is actually going to be irregular after this first miniseries. I'll be taking breaks in between each series to make sure I do the proper research, fact check things, create proper timelines, and make sure I don't oversay things that other podcasters already have. I hate hearing the same thing over and over again. I want new facts, new information. And if you're here, hopefully you do too. A quick shout out to Black Rifle Coffee Company for waking me up every day with their light roast gunship brew. It's seriously one of the best coffees I've ever had. Seeing as it was just a spooky season and I found myself wanting more, I decided to Google every state in the United States that had some weird urban legend and I came across quite a few. Last week, I talked about the A states from Alabama to Arkansas and covered everything from skinwalkers, dog boy, a few Inuit folklore, and the vile vortices. I'm, I still really hope that I'm saying that right. But because we have no B states, we're on to the C states. So without further ado, jump down this rabbit hole with me. The land area of the entire United States of America is 3,531,905 square miles, with a population of over 329.5 million people. First up on our list, California, the third largest state. It's located in the western United States. It stretches from the Mexican border along the Pacific for nearly 900 miles. As of 2021, California's population is sitting around 39.6 million people and has seen a decline in population since the gold rush ended. Its terrain includes cliffline beaches, redwood forest, Sierra Nevada mountains, Central Valley farmland, and the Mojave Desert. The city of Los Angeles is the seat of the Hollywood entertainment industry. Hilly San Francisco is known for the Golden Skate Bridge, aka Suicide Bridge. San Francisco is also home to the notoriously haunted Alcatraz prison. And fun fact, it still has cable cars. Another useless fact, but also one fun fact about San Francisco is that dogs outnumber children in this city. California is also home to over 300 ghost towns, many of which are now booming with business and ghost tours. And now that we all know these little facts, let's get on to the creepy fiction of it. The Many Horrors of Turnbull Canyon Located near LA between Whittier and City of Industry, Turnbull is a 49,000-acre smorgasbord of nightmares set among its scenic hills. 
Of course, there's mountain lions and rattlesnakes, but there's also the history of some gruesome events of satanic rituals, ghosts, hangings, kidnappings, KKK meetings, and even a gravity hill. Don't know what that means, but let's continue. There's even claims of seeing UFO and extraterrestrial activity taking place here. And it all started with the Native American tribe, the the Gabrielino Indians. The Gabrielino Indians. They believed that the land was forbidden ground and called it Hatungna. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Which means the dark place or even the place of the devil. Ostensibly, these were battlegrounds for Native American wars. They were forced to change into Catholicism by the Spanish. And of course, we all know that back then, the Spanish just killed, just killed anybody that didn't convert to Catholicism. Or if you were different. And of course, if you had non-white skin. Weren't they so nice? Like, they were so nice. My daughter's shaking her head. She's like, no, mom. That's not how, <laughs> that's not what nice means. And what do we weirdos say? Quit being normal and embrace your weird. Merch now available. Because of the Spanish committing genocide, the events that may have happened at Turnbull Canyon could be one of the many reasons for the canyon's haunting. Some people have said that they have heard war drums in the canyon. Others believe that these spirits just returned to their sacred ground to find peace. Allegedly, in 1845, two men became historic figures in the canyon's history, John Rowland and William Workman. They migrated from Taos, New Mexico, where they ran a fur trapping business. Workman had helped Governor Pio, Pio Pico, oh, that's fun to say, Pico, Pio Pico, Governor Pio Pico, to get rid of another governor who was very disliked. In return, 49,000 acres of land was given to Workman and Roland. The Gabrielino Indians didn't like Workman and constantly invaded his property. This caused him to dig an underground living space for his family's protection. Later on, the Indians ended up working for him. During this time, Indians reported seeing witches and ghosts. No skinwalkers, though. Hmm. Unfortunately, Workman was involved in a plot to illegally take over the governor's spot, the same one who gave him his land. As a result, karma caught up to him. He lost most of his 49,000 acres and was left with only Turnbull Canyon. This all led to his financial downfall, followed by Workman shooting himself in 1876. During the Great Depression, the canyon started to be used for strange satanic activity, allegedly. Many families during this era had to give their children up to orphanages. Allegedly, there goes that word again. This word is going to be our favorite word for the day. Allegedly. Allegedly, there was a cult that would adopt the children from these orphanages and slaughter them in the canyon. They eventually started kidnapping the children. Suddenly, the cult mysteriously vanished. People that have been to Turnbull Canyon at night have seen hooded figures roaming on the trails. Some people have seen bonfires in the canyon in the canyons as well. Witnesses have reported seeing ghosts of children. And these are probably the victims used in those supposed rituals. In the 1930s, there used to be a mental hospital located in the canyon somewhere. It had a good run until the 1940s when it burned down. The story goes in 1962, a group of friends were partying in the ruins of, of the hospital one night. One of the boys saw one of the electro electroshock devices that were used when the hospital was active. He picked it up and was electrocuted. 
the voltage was so strong it killed him. And this is crazy because the electricity had been shut off since the fires had happened 20 years earlier. The most notable incident that happened here was in 2002. A girl named Gloria Cajola was murdered on Turnbull Canyon Road. She was shot to death and dragged four miles down Turnbull Canyon Road. Thankfully, the police found the killers responsible for her death and are now serving justice. Other incidents of Turnbull Canyon is an alleged plane crash that happened in the 1950s and a hanging tree. The plane that supposedly crashed in the canyon had 29 victims. What's scary is that it's rumored there were 21 children in this plane crash, and it's as if the spirits that were conjured up by the Satanists caused this to happen. The hanging tree is given that name due to a man that was hanged there. Nobody knows why he was hanged, and I can't find any reliable sources for this claim either. Um, witnesses have said that you will see this man hanging from the tree at the time of when his death happened, which of course is uncertain of the time as of now. You know, like I couldn't find anything. I was Googling and Googling and I, I couldn't really find any real sources that, that had actual information on this. And you guys know, I love actual information on shit. Turnbull Canyon is quite the nature walk during the day. At night though, all the hidden secrets of the canyon come out. Apparently, the canyon is closed at night due to what has happened there. Disclaimer, that is also not true. I read that it's not closed, but cops do patrol that area to make sure that teens aren't up to fucking mischief and being ridiculous and getting themselves killed. Moving on, the monster of Lake Elizabeth. So it's kind of funny because it's the monster of Lake Elizabeth, but it's actually called Elizabeth Lake. And Elizabeth Lake is just outside of Lancaster, Los Angeles. And allegedly it was created by Lucifer himself. Apparently the devil did not have room to keep his slightly hellish pets. And the only way to give them refuge was by bringing to life this body of water. And what's even scary about this urban legend is the fact that an actual passageway to hell is believed to be found in Lake Elizabeth. All you have to do is swim deep enough. As for the monster pets, the first sighting of the creatures dates all the way back to 1880. People say they spotted a creature circling the waters. It had the neck of a giraffe, head of a bulldog, wings of a bat, and was estimated to be 50 feet long. Locals were so terrified that the landowners would sell or, in many cases, completely abandon their property. Farm animals would disappear with sightings of a flying bat-winged creature following shortly afterwards. And that's why that's a legend. But I will say, it's a bit weird. Moving on. The Sign of the Hollywood Spirit. Probably one of the most famous urban legends about California, and every Californian seems to know this story, at least the ones I've spoken to. And even I know of this myself. The Hollywood sign is said to be haunted by a down-on-her-luck actress. In the early 1900s, actress Peg Entwistle read a review on one of her films and saw it as nothing short of career-ending. She then climbed onto the sign's H and threw herself off it, forever remaining tied to the landmark's history. Entwistle would later be known by the nickname Lady in White. The Lady in White is said to haunt the sign and its surrounding areas. If you're prone to believe legends and superstitions, I suggest you look twice while hiking the area, especially if you're alone. The visit you'll get won't be from a beautiful Hollywood actress, oh no, 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 but one from a skeletal face with a deep, 
and hollowed out eyes. Staying in California, we have the Dark Watchers. Since the 1960s, to many, the Santa Lucia mountaintops hold sightings of giant human-esque phantoms called the Dark Watchers. These creatures can only be seen at twilight with their hollow vision aimed at the vast space below. They'll look at you for just about a moment before vanishing completely into the night. From what is known about the Dark Watchers' origins, it's believed that these ghostly figures first emerged in Chumash Indian history and folklore. When explored, Chumash caves revealed many drawings of these phantoms. Some were exclusively displayed in scary depictions. The Dark Watchers also made an appearance in John Steinbeck's flight, where they were described to be dark worms against the sky. As for recent sightings, not much is known except the 1960s high school principal claiming to have seen these human-like ghosts clad in dark capes and hats. The Stowe Lake Ghost You know what they say, the urban legends are the ones that take place in, on, or around a lake. Well, at least those who know the Stowe Lake Ghost do. Located within San Francisco's iconic Golden Gate Park, Stowe Lake is said to be haunted by the spirit of a woman who drowned there many years ago. According to the story, the woman, referred to, again, another white lady. Ugh. I have a feeling we're going to see about 70 of these among this miniseries. Do you ever think there'll be like a legend with like an angsty mom dressed in workout clothes, just like, I want coffee, you know, like that's absolutely what I, you know, that would be me screaming. I'd be like, give me some fucking coffee, you know, and I'd have like eyeliner smeared on my, you know, face and like, I just woke up like this. That's literally like how I woke up, you know, my daughter just said, true. Anyways, back to the story. This white lady, okay, now that's a little racist. This lady in white. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, so I do have to say white lady because it goes with her little, the little theme we're having here. And in no means am I disrespecting your color or lack of, um, it's just the white lady. So, and I'm, and I'm keeping that to the story, okay? So, just like, okay. Anyways, this white lady was trying to save her child when she met her ultimate demise. She, she's believed to wander the edges of Stowe Lake today, searching for her baby. And just like Bloody Mary, and by urban legend fashions, you can try to summon the ghost by calling out, white lady, white lady, <laughs> I have your baby. <laughs> this chant is to be repeated three times if white lady believes you <laughs> i'm sorry i'm laughing because i'm uncomfortable <laughs> she will appear and ask for you to give her baby back so either refrain from doing this or invest in a very convincing baby doll moving on to the eighth largest state with 103,730 square miles on our list is colorado Colorado population in 2021 is estimated to be 5.7 million and is charted as the 22nd most populated state. Colorado is also a western state with a diverse landscape of arid desert, river canyons, and snow-covered Rocky Mountains, which are partly protected by Rocky Mountain National Park. Elsewhere, Mesa Verde National Park features ancestral Puebloan cliff dwellings and 
just perched a mile above sea level is Denver, Colorado's capital and largest city. Third Bridge in Aurora, Colorado 5280.com says high schoolers would tell all kinds of tall tales about why the hard-to-find Elbert County Bridge became haunted. Murder. Suicides. It's always different. It's also rumored that the Native American drums could be heard in the distance, as well as the screams of dead teens from fatal car accidents. If you're from Colorado, you know this one. Riverdale Road. For 11 horrifying miles, Riverdale Road between Brighton and Thornton, Colorado is crammed with enough creepy legends and supernatural beings to bring even the bravest paranormal investigator to their knees. Johnny, Jordan from YouTube's Paranormies, are you guys listening? Take me with you. Take me with you if you go. Please, let's, I'm down. Let's do this, okay? So, hang tight and let's jump further down this dark rabbit hole and take a look at what transpired to create these legends. Apparently, if you see seven deer on your drive down this road, Riverdale Road, you will die. Jogger's Hill. Now, this one is the usual stuff. Jogger gets hit by, by a car, left as a hit and run. <laughs> Fucking literally, I'm sorry, get it? A hit and run? I'm sorry, that's, once again, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. You guys know, I get the nervous giggles. I'm sorry, okay? But that's, and it's not funny, it's not funny. You know, hit and runs are not funny. I'm not being insensitive, I just get uncomfortable. Okay, sorry for breaking character. Anyways, now, the jogger terrorizes those in parked cars on Jogger's Hill. Okay, but why are you terrorizing the parked cars? Like, wouldn't you terrorize the cars that are driving, like, you know, to, like, make them more alert or something? Wouldn't you, like, I don't know. If I were jogging, which that will never fucking happen, the most jogging I do is, like, run to the fridge and back during a commercial break. Um, but... Wouldn't you, like, be, like, pay more close attention, especially with all the textures and, you know, like, textures and drivers nowadays? Like, you would tell them, like, hey, put the fucking phone down. There's someone crossing. We're walking here. We're jogging here. You know, whatever. Honestly, I know this is Colorado. It's not New York. And yet, that's where my mind went. <laughs> Ghost hunters. Moving on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Still on Riverdale Road, you guys. This, this little story is not over yet ghost hunters seem to gravitate the quote-unquote gates of hell, the epicenter. The physical iron gates are now gone, but what remains is a partial shell of an old mansion where a madman supposedly burned his wife and children alive. Left behind are the barren charred plots of the land and a white-clad woman, once again, woman in white, who wanders the area, searching for her children. She's joined by the ghost of slaves supposedly hanged from the now-charred tree. A thorough pack of dogs are said to chase you if you run away, but running away seems much worse than being eaten alive by hellhounds, because apparently, you're probably just going to bum into something worse, possibly a portal to hell, which some believe is here. That maybe explains why so many demons were conjured in a weird underground chicken coop near a set of underground tunnels. And then, of course, you have the ghostly Camaro that follows you racing down the scary two-laned road. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just dumb as fuck. Like a Camaro. Okay. A Camaro. Ah, shit. 
<sighs> Sorry. Just like any urban legends, it's really unknown when things got hairy given the spirits of ghost slaves. It's safe to assume terrible things have been happening on Riverdale Road since the 1850s, and each time something terrible happened over the decades, it kind of just got stacked up onto this road and it's creepy shit show. Next, we have the Stanley Hotel. Quite possibly the most famous of Colorado urban legends, thanks to Stephen King's The Shining, the century-old Stanley Hotel has a reputation for paranormal activity, including the sightings of deceased former guests, the sounds of distressed children, and other explainable things happening like linens being folded when no one is around. Oh no, stop it ghost, stop folding my laundry and making my life unbearable. Whatever shall I do with no laundry to fold? On a side note, like I wonder if I can conjure those ghosts, you know? Because those are the ones that I want. Like, they may not be paying rent, but, uh, but I want those ghosts. You know, like, yes! Fold my clothes, you dirty demon. I wonder if they like to be degraded. Like, dirty little laundry folder, you're fucking sick. Yeah, you like that? I don't know. Can you, like, whip a ghost? Can you whip a ghost? I don't know. Okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done. Before we leave Colorado, we can't forget the little yellow house. So, if you see the little yellow cabin on Monarch Pass, don't forget to honk and wave. Allegedly, your car will spin out of control and you will die. The 120-year-old property in Chaffee, in Chaffee County was home to a man who sat near a window and waved at passing drivers. It's widely believed that not honking would give drivers bad luck. The 121-year-old property in Chaffee County was home to a man who sat near a window and waved at passing cars. It's widely believed that not honking would give drivers bad luck, hence the average of 100 honks per day. Okay, that's kind of it for good old code. If I've listed your state and I didn't mention something, please DM me on any social media. You can follow A Slut With Morals by just typing A Slut With Morals into your favorite search engine. Moving on it is Connecticut. Did you guys know that there's an extra C in Connecticut? Yeah. Okay. It's just me. I'm the illiterate one. Moving on. Connecticut. Connecticut's population in 2021 is estimated to be 3.6 million, ranks 29th in most populated state. Its area is 5,567 square miles or 14,357 square kilometers. It is the 48th largest state by rank in the United States. If you're into scary movies like I am, you'll have already watched The Haunting in Connecticut, which was super overly dramatized in Hollywood fashion. Connecticut and Dudley Town. Thrillist.com says, often cited as a dark vortex. Hmm. Rumor has it that any visitor that steals an artifact from Dudley Town will have a curse put on them and their family. Dudleytown Forest visitors report seeing just about every kind of paranormal phenomena you could think of. People describe an unnerving lack of wildlife in the area, as well as floating orbs of light and sinister wolf-like black shadows, murmurs and disembodied voices, as well as feeling as a feeling of general dread. Add on the fact that there's a mysterious group called the Dark Forest Association that policies the ground with militant force and you've got yourself a serious case of what 
the hell is really going on here? The curse of the ill-fated Dudleys began back in jolly old England. Ah, those guys, right? Where Edmund Dudley was beheaded for conspiring against King Henry VII. This treacherous act apparently unleashed a curse on the rest of the Dudley clan, which immigrated from Guilford, England to Cornwall, Connecticut in 1748. They helped establish a community centered around the town's then-thriving iron industry before a series of untimely disasters befell the family. These calamities included a series of mysterious deaths which, in turn, inspired madness and suicide among the Dudleys, several of whom disappeared into the woods, never to be seen again. The remaining residents very sensibly ditched the town, which has been abandoned ever since. Gardner Lake in Salem, Connecticut, has some weird stuff happening. Hmm. So if you guys don't know, back then, what they've done is they would essentially drown out entire towns. Did you guys know that? There are entire, there's lakes on top of towns now, you guys. There's, I mean, I think I'm going to have to go into a whole mini-series on this alone. Ava's looking at me like, fuck yeah. All right. So, Gardner Lake, back to the Gardner Lake in Salem, Connecticut. A fully intact house sits at the bottom of the lake, the product of a family's unsuccessful attempt to move it across the frozen lake. Left inside was a piano, which fishermen claimed to hear playing below the surface. And much like Bigfoot, Connecticut has its own hairy forest dweller, known as the Winstead Wildman. Allegedly, the Wildman has been spotted for over a hundred years, though usually in clustered accounts, with years of silence in between. Then he's spotted again. It's always a different area as well, as if he's traveling. So, like Bigfoot, and the Yetis, and the Skunk Ape, and all of these gorgeous little creatures, I actually do believe that some of these type of humanoid creatures do exist, and that's just because I think that they hibernate, you know? I, I, I truly believe that they hibernate, and then they like, and once again, these are just my thoughts, nobody else's, these were not put into me by the government, or, you know, whatever, or what have you. These are just my own thoughts. So, I think that these things, um, they go into hiding, or they, they hibernate, right? And whether it's, they hibernate from, like, for six months, or they hibernate for a year or so, I mean, you gotta understand, like, we're constantly fucking up the environment. Like, we are constantly burning everything. I mean, wildfires burning everything down, and then, of course, we're tearing everything down, and we don't exactly plant seeds along the way to, like, make new trees, you know what I mean? So, of course, they're traveling. They're trying to stay hidden. I'm amazed not all of them have already gone up to Alaska and, and Canada and stuff, you know? Moving on. The Wicked Witch of Monroe. Hannah Crana. That's fun to say. Hannah Crana is more than just a ghost. According to folklore, she was cruel when she was alive, scaring neighbors frequently and being accused of casting a spell on her husband that made him walk off of a cliff. Come on. We all know. Probably wasn't a spell. She was probably just batshit crazy. And he was like, you know what? Can't, can't divorce her. Might as well just off myself and alive myself. And 
And that's what happens, you know, back then, like, divorce wasn't a thing. Hannah Crana is said to have predicted her own death, casting a spell upon her home so that shortly after her corpse was carried out, it burst into flames. Hmm. The Little People's Village in Middlebury, Connecticut is said to be cursed grounds. Story has it that a man began to hear voices who commanded him to build these miniature homes. And I actually looked at pictures of these little miniature homes and they're so cute. It really is like a tiny little, imagine a little Santa's village, right? That you put up for Christmas. And it's like that, but bigger. It's just, it's really cute. So everyone in the town just thought this guy was crazy until evidence suggested there actually might be little demons living in them. After the mini village was completed, the man committed suicide. Lake Compounds may be known for its fun rides, but some folks think it's also haunted. Due to a number of tragedies, including a few in park deaths, rumors of ghosts persist. There have even been claims of shadowy figures and objects moving on their own. So, Lake Compounds, you guys, if you want to have fun and get haunted, this is the place to go in Connecticut. Alright, you guys, come back next week to get the D. State, of course. The one and only D state is Delaware, so I'll be adding a few more states just so we really have more than just a 10-minute episode. But that's it for me. I'm your host, Ruby May. If you're new here, you can follow me on any social media platform by just googling A Slut With Morals. Be sure to check out the link below for your Embrace Your Weird merch. Promo codes 83093 gets you 15% off and promo code WEIRD gets you free shipping. I always say, use the one that saves you the most money. Okay? Thanks. Love you. Bye.